0: A little warning straight off the bat, we're all in a bit of a silly mood. (laughs) It's a bit of a silly mood today, isn't it? (laughs) If you say so. Oh, not so much him. (laughs) Maybe it's just me. No, do you know
1: what it is? You and I, Brendo, are happy. Yes. Richard's just Richard.
0: One of the great grumps. Yes. Well... I think you've
2: been drinking coffee before the show, haven't you? Brandon? I may you, have had a couple. Like, yeah, a couple of strong
1: ones. <laughs> when you think of the Muppets, and you're
2: pressing the button, <laughs> yeah, it's
1: never. When good. you think of the Muppets, those two grumpy old men. Yeah, he's Statler and I'm Waldorf. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's Richard.
0: Oh, ho, ho, ho. it's yeah. very funny. The so Muppets. It seems. I love the Muppets. <laughs> you ever watch a Christmas Carol, Muppet Christmas Carol? No. no very no. good. No, One does. of the great Christmas. Films. Really? Yeah, yeah. But you've really? got a grandson, don't you? Uh, yes, I do. Sit him down, watch a Muppet Christmas Carol. You will enjoy it. He will enjoy it. But,
1: Brendo, remember, Richard's the Grinch.
0: That is true. Uh, he likes Bluey. Anyway. Yeah. It came down between him and Jim Carrey and, <laughs> and Jim won Jim out won. on that one. Yeah, Hands yeah. down. Yeah, yeah. It was the face, yeah. <laughs> um. Hey, we've got plenty on today. Mel Meninga is joining us on game day. The Aussies are Beers, facing the Kiwis tonight. There's a good man. He's a great man. He's a, a good man. A Mortal League legend. I'm looking forward to this. Absolute legend. He's uh, he's joining us well in just uh, about 10 minutes or so. Uh, Michael Hooper after 11. It is the Rugby World Cup. It sort of went off our radar a bit because the Wallabies, you know, capitulated. I think it's yeah. going to
1: be a cracker of a game.
0: I do too. It's big going to be a clash of rugby cultures there. I'll elaborate later. A bit going on with uh, Eddie Jones as well. So we're going to pick uh, Michael Hooper's brain after 11 o'clock. Eddie. The Let's... gift that keeps on giving. <laughs> yeah, not for much longer. Uh, NRL signings, plenty of them. So we're going to get to a few of them after 11 o'clock. Did you by any chance during the week catch uh, former cricket captain Michael Clark's interview on A Current Affair? No, I didn't. Mm. Was it entertaining?
1: It was something. I, saw... <laughs> I didn't watch the whole thing, but I saw clips of it.
0: Right. Interesting. Okay. Well, I just because obviously you think Michael Clarke, you think what? I mean, what happened this year or or recently? I
2: I thought Australia's cricket captain, one of the greats. But you
0: obviously, I thought Frakar and Noosa. That's right. And if and if you've got Simon Boda, who is you know Simon, veteran uh, veteran uh, journalist and journalist, decades of experience. Mm. Uh, What are you asking? What are you asking about oh, yeah. on a current affair? Well, of course he was going to get asked. Mm, okay. Well, this is what happened when it was uh, when it was asked. Talk to me about Noosa. Regrets from Noosa? <laughs> oh, no, listen, I'm here to talk about lemon lime and bitters. <laughs> that's it. Just lemon lime bitters. What, what was what actually was he on there? For? Was he promoting a product? Yeah, his lemon lime bitters brand. Oh, okay. But I think that's all he thought he was there to do Look, on be- a current affair. Look, oh. <laughs>
1: in Michael's defence, because he isn't here, yes. maybe whoever organised the interview, maybe... They sort of said to Simon, "These questions are off limit." Yeah, and then Michael's what? just probably gone. And, and you gone believe
0: hard. that? Come on,
1: it's well, just, I'm just they, saying. They, I'm just. I wouldn't believe that. No, I probably myself wouldn't go on a you, show like that. No. If I'm selling lemon lime bitters, I'd probably go on a. More of a fluffy morning show. Yeah. But.
0: You're very calculating like that, aren't you?
1: I am very calculating. Mm. I'm
0: pleading the fifth. If either of you ask me a question I don't want to answer, I'm just going to plead the fifth with Michael no. Clark. I'm, listen, I'm here to talk
2: about lemon lime and
0: bitters.
1: <laughs> I'm here to
2: talk about lemon I,
0: lime bitters, okay? I, Nothing I else. might have said this, what? you know, with, with the benefit of, you know, I've had it, you know,
2: for 30 seconds to think about it. Mm. I'd say what noosa what a place to have lemon lime and bitters beautiful up there lovely and hot make a joke out of it simon laughs then you change the subject Bang. quickly
0: why aren't you managing him
1: ask. no and then the critics would come out and say oh he's making jokes about the situation uh, what a uh, disgrace yeah, you can't po- win you yeah. can't win so don't go on the show
0: okay you're probably right. That's absolutely fair. Hey, Mal Meninga joining us in just minutes. Uh, taking on the Kiwis tonight. Going to be a rough game. Amy Park. We'll hear who's training the house down as well. I love that expression. Ask him who's training the house down. Do you love that expression in the horse racing world? I've heard it. He till hates I'm it. sick of it. <laughs> Australia taking on New Zealand tonight in week three of the Pacific Championships. I'll see a couple of Aussie debutants take the field tonight too. Lucky to be joined by Aussie coach, legend of the game, immortal Mal Meninga on game day. Always a thrill. Thanks, Mal. My pleasure, Brendan. Thank
1: you. Mal, you're fresh off a week off. Uh, well, the team is. How do you see tonight's game? Is it, is it just a dress rehearsal for the final next week or are you just playing it like you no. want to win?
3: Yeah, Candice, we want to win. Mm. Uh, every every time you put that you know, green and gold jersey on, you want to win. You want to put in your best performance. Um, obviously, we've made a few changes to our, our footy team, but you know the people that's replacing are very, very capable players. So, yeah, we want to win it.
2: Mal, Richard Friedman here. I think Candace just accused you of being a jockey. You're going to give one a run. Yeah. <laughs> you're
1: tanking, Mal. You're tanking. No, but the big game, the one they <laughs> want to really win is yeah, the well, final. Of course next they do. Yeah, but but
2: they, they really want to win this one, but they're too. Wearing the Aussie jersey, that That's means it. a lot, doesn't it, Mal? Well, yes.
3: Yeah, if, if, if I'm a jockey, you have
2: to get a draft horse for me. So <laughs> yes, yes,
0: you might struggle making the weight. <laughs> I think I will. <laughs> um, Mal, uh, Cameron Munster under a bit of uh, an illness cloud. That was yesterday. Today's a new day. Is he any better? Is yeah. he going to be lining up tonight? Oh,
3: he's buzzing around like a like anything, you Gosh. know. So he's been. It was annoying yesterday. So <laughs> obviously he be It's a good today, sign. So, yeah. It's a good sign. Oh God, he's carrying on, carrying on. did you miss me? Did you miss me? Did you miss me, We don't actually, but uh, it's good, <laughs> to have him. good to have him back in the footy team, guys. You know? As go,
2: Mal. You sound like you really enjoy these mm. representative coaching gigs. They they suit you, and you suit them.
3: Oh, I do enjoy it. It's you know obviously I'm getting on in years, but um, you know I just love mixing with the, with the young fellas first and foremost. They're all good, they're all good people. You know, really fun to be around. But you know they're the they're elite players, and you know be involved with elite players. It's it's quite a it's quite an enjoyable and easy gig. You know, so you know you empower them, and um, yeah, they they just they love being part of. The, and passion of being part of the Australian side. So, um, yeah, really enjoy it. Are they keeping you young? Oh, no bad. Young. At heart. But, yeah, no, I've I've always got a smile on my face. You know, it's like I said, it's, uh, yeah, I mean, there's no, I mean, we get serious, obviously, towards the back end of the week, but we have a bit of fun at the same time.
1: The favourites going into tonight's game, Um, but the Kiwis, they have an incredible forward pack, and just that back line is so electric.
3: Yeah, uh, terrific team. To be honest with you, Candice, yeah, big challenge for us, you know, because like you mentioned earlier, we're going to go, you know, back to back. So New Zealand tonight, obviously New Zealand next week. So uh, we're going to make a statement tonight, and they'll be want to try to make a statement as well. Um, so it should be one hell of a game. I, you know, we're prepared to go the full 80 minutes. Um, you know, we've been practicing that, so you know, our mentality, I think, is
2: uh, ready to go. Their front row the you know uh, James Fisher Harris and Moses Leota they've been in sensational form in the the, the club yeah. matches you <laughs> know so yeah exactly they're going to take some stopping
3: yeah they will now there's no doubt about that you know and again no, we're no illusions about you know, the challenge in front you know but you know I back my forward pack as well you know mm. so that's and that's where the game's going to be won there's you know no doubt about that There, you know Fisher Harris and Liotta, you know some of the well, they are. they are in the, you know, probably top five props in the game in general. So, yeah, we're, um, you know, we're ready for it. Don't no worry. Uh, but, yeah, they'll play well and, you know, we've got to be at our best to um, sort of nullify them.
0: A couple of uh, debutants tonight as well. You've got Tom Flegler and uh, Nico Hines coming off the bench. Now, last time he wore 17 in a rep team, didn't go too well for the young man, unfortunately. But you've got a different plan for him?
3: Yeah, different plan. Um, we'll just see how the game's, you know, progress. You know, Tommy... Tommy He had a terrific year this year. You know, he's an aggressive, young front row. And like you mentioned before, you know, the young ball against the old balls. Mm. Uh, it's going to be interesting, you know, to see how Tommy handles the occasion. And then, obviously, Nico, you know, we, we have got a plan for him. But, um, you know, uh, we'll see how the game hands out. Um, he's got a number of opportunities to, you know, pop his head into some positions. And uh, we've been playing that all week. And he's been terrific. You know, he'd be, he'd be ready to go as well. I think he's really, well, he's, he's really confident about, you know, his, his um, you know, taking his chance tonight. Mm.
0: Um, one of my favourite expressions before we let you go is training the house down. Training the house down. Who's been training the house down?
3: <laughs> we have been training the house down. We're a lot better prepped than, you know, obviously our first game. You know, we haven't changed too much about the way we want to play. So, I mean, we've got a pretty simple plan. Uh, we just got executed a lot better than we did for game one.
0: And um, yeah, that we have been training the house team. Great. I predict an Aussie thumping tonight. If that's the <laughs> what, case, they're going to get uh, a thumping. Or no, no, no. Uh, Aussies will be dishing <laughs> out no, a thumping, okay. Richard. Well, yeah, let's, fair, let's right. clarify that. Um, yeah, Amy, be very,
3: be very physical. We'll be thumping each other. Though,
0: so. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> and you can see that thumping at Amy Park tonight. Uh, Eight ten kangaroos and kiwis. Thanks for joining us on game day, too. Yeah, Mel. thanks, Mel. Yes,
3: Thank my you. My pleasure, guys. Thank you.
0: This? If it happened overnight, you'll hear it in the Triple M Dead Set Legends Sports Update. Uh, Bulldogs head of football Phil Gould has rubbish claims. The club are looking to offload star winger Josh Adokar. Would you like to hear from Phil Gould? <laughs> uh, Do you reckon this I is I all would.
1: come off the back of like um, the Currie Cup and everything? Yeah,
0: a bit of bad behaviour, I would have thought. This is, a, this is what he said earlier in the week. Josh Adekar is a very important part
3: of our club, very popular with our members and fans. He's come here for a reason to help this club rebuild and he'll continue
2: to do that. Well, my good friend, Mario Tartak, is Josh's manager. Sure. And we were yakking about it on the phone and, uh, you know, Mario's an excellent manager. And he's, he, Mario said, look, I said, is he going? Is he going? He said, he said none of that has come from our side. Mm. At no time has Josh or myself said, we want to leave the Bulldogs. He said, where it's coming from, I couldn't say, but it's not coming from our side. So you, you interpret that how you like. Mm. You know? But he said, no, nah, we're, we're quite happy where we are. He said, I won't deny that other clubs have approached
0: us. Five of them?
2: Yeah. And, that, and why wouldn't they? Someone in the media is saying, oh, he's unhappy there or something, whatever. He's going to leave or something like that. Well, why wouldn't other clubs come out of the woodwork? Exactly. But, but he said, according to Mario, he says,
0: not coming from us. Nothing to see here. Well, that's what Melbourne Storm is saying, too, about uh, Ryan Pappenhausen uh, reports suggesting uh, they are willing to release their staff fullback, but not the case, apparently. They do have um, Suofa Longo uh, locked in as well for 2024, club option for twenty five, and that's the guy that made his debut this year, scintillating debut at that. So yes, he's, he's, he's sort of locked in with the club. He can't go anywhere. Um, it would make sense that Pappenhausen sort of stays around, too. And you'd like to see him stay around well, after you all those would. injuries. You know? Yeah, he... If, if you're ruthless.
1: Yeah, he's done you, well when he's on the park, but he is very chalky. If,
2: if you're ruthless, you, you move the broken down one on. Well, it is a business. And fill isn't the it? box with one that, you know, it's sounder. Mm. That's if you're ruthless. <laughs> The are, they, are they ruthless in rugby league? I don't mm, know. Sounds like
0: you're ruthless. <laughs> uh, the Matildas bagged a frustrating 2-0 win against Iran on Thursday night in their first of three Olympic qualifying matches in Perth. Uh, Philippines on Sunday. It's another sold-out clash. They've sold them all out. Matilda's crazy. Yeah. Uh,
1: they have. So they've got the three games over in uh, Western Australia, which is fantastic. The Philippines won't be that easy. They were in the World Cup. Um, but I think the Matildas should win all three matches Their biggest test is when um, later this year they'll be going over to Canada to play Canada who are the current Olympic champions. So mm. that'll be a good test for them. But Didn't
2: have such a good World Cup though, Canada, did they? They had, No. We no had terrible. N- not
0: only us, but a few teams had their measure. Yeah. And if you see two nil against, only 2-0 against Iran, Iran were flipping and flopping and falling <laughs> and, oh, I'm injured or this hurts. So we had 25 <laughs> shots off anyway, against them, but... You've got, got a bit going on over there. Well, yes, I know. But, you know, they were playing soccer. I mean in the game. In the game. <laughs> <right>. <laughs> Iran were playing for a draw. Uh, in the World Cup, how good is this? England have all but been bundled out of the one-day International World Cup following an eight-wicket thumping at the hands of Sri Lanka. What a thrill. I'll tell
2: you how bad it is. They are second last on the table. Uh, only the Netherlands are behind them, and that means that Bangladesh, Afghanistan, they're all in front of England on the table. You love to it's see It's appalling.
1: England are the current world champions. Mm. They won it um, in 2019. It's all gone downhill for them. Matthew Mott is the coach. Uh, Matthew Mott had the Australian women's job um, coaching them. He's gone over there. Doesn't look good for him. Also, David Saker, the bowling coach, who was the Australian men's bowling coach for a period of time. He's there. But you would think Brendan McCallan. I mean, he has the test side. You would think maybe he doesn't want that workload but he would be the best man for the job.
0: Is that not the format to employ Baz Ball, I Baz would have Ball thought suits the one-day arena
1: if you hitting the crap
0: out of it for 20 for 50 well, overs. Well, you would think so. Yes, but
2: the players are there. Why don't they just employ baseball? What what is going on there?
0: What it doesn't seem hard. It doesn't seem no, just, it's just go like, out there and
2: build the crap out of
1: it. <laughs> you know, it's a simple theory, That's isn't a, it? Well, maybe they're still thinking. I mean, Johnny Besto came out, I think it was during the week, and he's still fuming over what happened oh, get over um, it. in the Ashes. Oh yeah, yeah, get over, get it. over. Come yeah. on,
0: mate. Um, Aussie's flying, though, uh, into the top four. Now they're playing New Zealand this afternoon at four. What about Glenn Maxwell the other day? Set the record. What was it? Was it 100 off 43? Was it 43 uh, 40 balls? balls. 40, 40 balls? 40, 40. balls. God.
1: Yeah, he beat the previous record, which was also... Um, at Delhi, so that mm. when Willem Maxwell did it was at Delhi, that record was previously was at Delhi, that was forty nine balls, so he just absolutely smoked it. It's
2: not the record century in cricket I think it's, it's in, the World the Cup, World Cup, in the World Cup yeah. yes. I think the record in cricket uh, South African guy hit th- hit it in 38 balls or something it's,
0: but it's an incredible innings very yeah. incredible. incredible what's your greatest sporting achievement that would be up there for, for Glenn you would think have oh, you
1: got a greatest sporting achievement I do um so you everyone's gonna think oh it has something to do with surf life-saving no oh. that's wrong When I was a young girl, I was up in Koolangatta for a holiday, every September holidays, and one night we went to Benora Point for um, dinner and there was a line dancing competition going on there and I was crowned Benora Point. Line dancing the, champion. The wow. Benora
2: queen of line dancing. That is me. Oh, had you line danced before this? No. Wow.
1: I didn't realise I had that natural ability. ability wow. That's to, amazing. Yes.
2: You are a line dancer.
1: I am a line dancer. I haven't done it since, um, but I probably should. Well, what,
0: No, why would you? Run, well, run and run Don't
1: yeah, have well, to worry well, about it. That's true. Tick that off the yeah. list.
0: You got one? Oh, I, I have a
2: similar one. The first time I won a blue... Line ring. dancing? <laughs> 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 no, but not related to my... Career in horse racing. Yeah, but before I was in horse racing, I rode show jumpers, and when I won my first blue ribbon in a show jumping competition, I, I don't think I've been ever been more thrilled wow. since. You were riding.
1: Yes, that would
0: have been some years ago.
2: Yes, it was.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I would like to say. So, do you braid the horse's hair and everything? I used was to that... plat. I used to. Plat- oh, one of the great <laughs> platters.
2: He <laughs> was one of the great platters. And then I got sick of platting him, so I hogged it. What, Which does, means what it, does that mean? He put the clippers over and just shaved it on. Oh, oh nice.
1: Richard!
0: <laughs> I don't think I'd do that now. No, one triple three five three. What was your greatest sporting achievement? The more mundane, the better. Yeah. Asking you on the dead set, legends. Uh, what is your greatest sporting achievement? After Glenn Maxwell, we hit a hundred or forty balls in the cricket World Cup. Yes. pretty good. Uh, my one very quickly a few years ago uh, when I was living up in Brisbane. We won the Division Four Church League. Uh championship was unreal. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, much, partied, we partied, much heralded and vaunted. You parted partied so hard we did uh, six hundred dollars worth of damage to the Portuguese club up in Brisbane. Really? Yeah. So it's no longer with us the Portuguese <laughs> club. <laughs> club. It ran out of the Portuguese club. So it made sense that we were there. Did <laughs> so uh, they have
1: Portuguese tarts there?
0: Uh yes they did. Everything really? Portuguese, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got Portuguese a, chicken? I've got a glut of stories from my time there. <laughs> I might share them on the podcast. Because one of them is very yeah. funny. Uh, that's on the podcast Looking after the show that. right now. It's got to be good. Jason in Neutral Bay, what was your greatest sporting achievement?
4: Yeah, good morning. Um, I won best dressed at a 10-pin bowling, uh, midnight bowl.
0: Oh, that could be
4: difficult <laughs> because
2: that could, you? that could, you know, bowling shirts are, you know, yeah. they're pretty colourful. What, what did you wear?
0: Um, a skimpy pink bikini. Yeah. Okay. Oh. <laughs>
1: okay. And that's your greatest yeah. sporting achievement, is well it? Well done there. You know what? I can't Jason? stand when men wear women's bikinis or the burkini.
2: Yeah. Oh. H- how often do you see
1: this? Well, often. Too yeah. often. <laughs> Where are you going? Well. Too often. I mean, if you ever watch that city, the City to Surf Race, there is men in bikinis, burkinis Man-kinis. everywhere. Yeah. man yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah, put it away, yeah. Sasha Baron Cohen.
1: Oh, it's not. I know weird. he's got a lot
0: to answer for.
2: He has. Yeah, he
1: does.
0: And, uh, Stacey and Mill uh, what was your greatest sporting achievement, mate?
5: Hey guys, how you going? Good. Um, I was in primary school. Uh, lined up for shot put. I um, it was just a school record that I broke. I'm um, so excited. Everyone was cheering. Yay, yay, yay. The next girl that came up beat my record. By <laughs> ah, bummer. No.
2: Bummer.
0: But for those few seconds, you were a champion. You were, you a were, champion, Stacey. Best. You were the best there'd ever been. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Still dining out on it too. Uh, Jared, That's a good one. In Appen, what's your one? What's your greatest sporting achievement?
6: So I would have been
5: in under 12 soccer. Um, I've always worn glasses in my life. So the first game of getting the sports glasses uh, fitted. Uh, I scored my first goal. Oh, oh. that's because a great day. Because you could day. see where the goal Yeah, was. I know. <laughs> <That's it.
0: laughs>
5: right. Vision helps
0: uh, <laughs> sure in sport. Uh, good on you, Jared. Well done. Uh, Bill in North Bondi, we'll wrap things up with you. What's your greatest sporting achievement?
4: Well, I uh, wanted to go up to this national potato-carrying competition at Millbrook. <laughs> yes. in- as in- is your <laughs> want. <laughs> yes. And uh, as I was looking for a parking spot, I heard them announcing the 100 metres national championships and I thought, That'd be a good pipe opener for me. So I very quickly got changed, finished around be behind the semi trailer, got changed, lined up with about 15 other guys. And uh, oh, man, let me in. just
2: picture this now. You're all carrying a bag of potatoes, are you? Yeah,
4: a 70 kilo bag of potatoes. Oh, you know, wow. So at the end of the 100 metres, I won by about a metre and a half, and I thought, that's not a bad start. I'm the national 100 metres potato carrying <laughs> cheese, and I've only been here for three minutes. So uh, I turned around and walked back with a few of the other guys and this old gentleman come wandering up the middle of the 100-metre track with a white flag. He said there was a false start. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, well, it's like this. I said, I can't imagine too many of these times being in the mile at three o'clock. I said, if it's a false start, I'd like to think that we could run it again straight away. So we lined up, we ran it again, and we got the same result. <laughs> then <laughs> um, I've uh, had a bit of a wander around and to think about it for a minute a couple of these larrikins came up and said, would you run the last leg in our relay team? <laughs> <laughs> I said, uh, what do you, you pass, know, pass huh? the bag of potatoes, Steve? Uh, uh, yep, so <laughs> we um, lined up in the relay team and um, we were sitting about third on <laughs> the last turn and I had a fair bit of work to do got the job done finished that and I thought Bloody hell! I'm having a big day. <laughs> um, Out of nowhere, the, couple of the mates that went there specifically for the mile. Said, "You're not going to make it." I said, "Well, I might have um, outdone myself a little bit, but I'll do do my best." Yeah. So anyway, we lined up in the mile. Sorry, Bill. How long until the end of this story, <laughs> exactly. mate? Sorry, we're just, you're just going to have to it's tell me when you're Yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep going. Another thirty seconds. Great. And we're in the last lap, and. Uh, this fella come up to me and patted me on the shoulder. He said, you've had a big day, mate. Well done. I said, well, I don't know about that. You're just about to go past me. He said, yeah, but I'm a lap behind you. <laughs> <laughs> He's killing it. Billy North Bondi, quite obviously, is our caller of the day. The, in- the National Potato
0: Carrying <laughs> From just passing in his car <laughs> to doing several laps with 70 kilos of potatoes. And
1: joining the relay team.
0: Between quest and Sust, you'll find Rusty's Motorsport Update. For uh, Bendix, Bendix Breaks. Put your foot down with confidence. That's no, just the alphabet, my are friend. Are they even real words? Nah, man. No, no, you no made them no, up, didn't you? He, he joins yeah. us on the line. G'day, Rusty. Man. How are you?
5: But the, the nickname discussion is the gift that just keeps on giving, isn't it, basically? <laughs> ah, you're <laughs> loving it. Don't <laughs> pretend. Am. Am.
1: <laughs> <laughs> now, Rusty, the supercars are on the Gold Coast for a big weekend, and the Fords have been given a leg up. Will this make them more competitive? That's what I want to know.
5: In theory... Yes. So in practice yesterday, five of the top 10 in session one were Mustangs, four in session two. Now, Shane Van Gisbergen did go quickest, but it was a weather affected day. So a, a number of the teams are saying, look, for the Gold Coast layout, don't go necessarily expecting things to be, um, you know, a complete form reversal, so to speak. But it's, but it's a, definitely a step in the, in the right direction, I reckon.
0: Uh, James Courtney, the 2010 Supercars champion. The veteran. Uh, the veteran. Mm. Uh, fellow Penrith <laughs> Panther fan as well. He loves him. Um, had a bit of good news uh, this week. He's picked up a ride for 2024, Rusty.
5: And we were uncertain if he was going to get a gig. So uh, obviously in the game of musical chairs with... Uh, driver movements for next year and so on. We we didn't know if he would land a spot. So at the moment, he's with the Tickford team. Hmm. They're going from four cars back to two. Uh, but he's picked up a ride with the Blanchard squad who are, uh, are now going to expand to a two-car operation. So he's a, he's a bit of a character of the sport. He did some great things with the broadcaster, Bathurst, I thought, too. So cool that he's on the grid.
2: F1 goes to Mexico. And uh, my mate, Max Verstappen, <laughs> there it is. Uh, he's got some ex- extra security there. And um, I'll ask you how the Aussies went in practice. What, what would Max be worried about? Someone going to steal his personality? <laughs>
5: so,
1: <laughs>
5: so he has, I mean, what is he up to now? 15 wins, I think, for the season, which is crazy. They had quite a contingent of, um, of Mexican supporters, I think, at the Texas round. And a few boos went Max's oh, way. So, so now so, he needs a security so. detail. Well, it's obviously home turf for Sergio. He's yeah. not had a great season, a bit of a form slump and so on. So, um, yeah, a little bit of extra security that the team have brought in. Max didn't make that call, oh, okay. Richard. I should make that, that point. The team decided to see what to do. That. He's been quick in practice. And the Aussies you talked about, uh, Oscar Piastri, 6th in session 1, and Dan Ricardo 8th.
2: He's going well, Oscar. You know what, Max? What are they? What are these security eyes going to do if they see you booing? You say, was that you booing?
5: <laughs> <laughs> Just he, what? He does, honestly, if you if you know Max Verstappen, the booing does not worry him. at nah, all. No, no, nah.
0: no, no. I wouldn't have thought so. All right, Rusty. You have a uh, a wonderful week. Uh, we'll catch you next week. Love it to talk, my friends. Thank you. It's all thanks to Bendix Brakes. Put your foot down with confidence. Turning our attention to the Rugby World Cup, you can tune into it uh, tomorrow morning. New Zealand taking on South Africa, 5am on the home of Rugby Stands Sport, ad-free live in 4K UHD and on demand. This man will be calling it at what is, you know, a respectable time, 5am. It's not as early as you've had to get up for the the World Cup. Michael Hooper, former Wallabies captain, thanks for joining us.
6: Finally, hey, <laughs> it's just a little bit later, I can uh, get, well, not really asleep, and I've got to be in there at 3, but um, it's better than the 10.50 alarm I just said a few a few Ooh, weeks ago, 10.50pm, yes. yeah, it was brutal. So, mate, I think everyone can get up and watch this one. It'll be good.
2: Michael, I'm expecting a match of two completely different rugby cultures here. I'm expecting that the, the South Africans will try and grind this, make it almost a dull, boring, um, you know, type of match, possibly low scoring. But the Kiwis can't play that game because if they do, the South Africans will be too good for them with their second bench, you know, full and a second forward pack on the bench. Am I, am I right in thinking that it's got to be played in two completely different styles and only one can win, of course?
6: You know, I heard a statistic yesterday. There's um, South Africa won three World Cups. The first two they won, they didn't score a try. Mm. So it was only in the 2019 World Cup victory that they had that they scored a try. So I'm expecting, and you're expecting, it sounds like, there to be um, a very similar to their 95 and 2007 performance where they won the World Cup. A lot of penalty goals. They've picked a a forward pack and a reserve bench that uh, would suggest that it's going to be much more scrumming, kicking, uh, mauling. Um, more of what we we come to expect from South Africa, um, particularly after last week the close close call that they had. Um, I think it's meant to be dry, so you know that would you'd argue would probably favour the Kiwis. They've been in red hot form lately, and they're hungry. So it is like it's just going to be such a yeah um, battle of two different styles in in the same game.
1: Michael, um, South Africa, they're going to have to play better than what they did last week i mean they they got the job done and i feel like that's what they've been doing all world cup they're getting the job done but they're not playing their best rugby
6: no i think it's fair um yeah they've uh i don't know they just haven't looked super south african have they like they've um haven't been kicking like big up and unders and big chase really aggressive defense They've attacked from further out, which has been interesting. Um, they've had some passages. I think best scores a try last week or the week before. Um, you know, once they get into the opposition 22, they you know their big forwards and backs come alive. But they've struggled to get in there because they've been playing quite quite a bit um, out further. I think with Pollard on starting at ten and Faf um, de clerk there at nine, that that'll be much more of the game. They've got good composure around how they want to play, so. I think they're going to double down and, and play a lot less this week until they get into that 22 and then up, up the ante.
0: Michael, I'm fascinated with Ian Foster, of course, the, uh, the All back, uh, All Blacks coach. It's his last game in charge of the team. That's because he is being replaced. But his last game is in a Rugby World Cup. <laughs> how, how does that work?
6: Well, I mean, it, it's, it's kind of the cycles that we have. have um, you know, a lot of teams are probably going to see something similar. Um, you have your four years and, and then usually that's where... Uh, the time um, sort of expires on a lot of these guys. I mean, mm. his replacement is, you know, probably the most successful super rugby coach of, you know, all time. I don't, I don't know if that's a, the true or correct statistic, but God, he's, I don't think he's been in there and lost a lost a, um, a final. So, um, with his super rugby team in um, Razor Robinson. So, I mean, it, there's some pretty good people coming up under him. He's had a good four years. Um, he's been under, under fire. So, you know, in terms of... Um, him himself, I'm so sure he's so pleased with how things have gone and his job being on the line there a couple of times and then to get to a World Cup final, like, you know, hats off.
2: Let's talk about Eddie. Hmm. Eddie.
6: Do we have to? <laughs> <laughs> Fair, man.
2: Fair. He's, now, look, you may know the story more currently than I do, but the last I heard, Eddie was sort of saying, well, I'm open for a deal to if you want to get rid of me. Um, the Eddie, The Eddie experiment... It just hasn't worked, has it?
6: Uh, well, I think with, you know, probably the, uh, you know, if it's if it's just Eddie, well, you know, some people might say it just is, but it seems like it's a collection of things or, you know, a few things that have added to this point. It's not just the one. Um, you know, Eddie and decisions are certainly a part of that. Um, you know, players' injury are part of that. Going back 12 months are part of that. Um, so I think it's just like a... You know, sort of like a domino effect of certain things happening that's led us to this point, which is you know the the worst result um, Australia's seen in a World Cup. Mm. So, um, yeah, I mean, there just seems to be a new news article every day. So I'm I'm kind of in the same boat as you at the moment.
1: Would you like to see more former Wallabies as in the coaching staff? We saw at the World Cup there was um, Jason Ryles, there's Hodjo. Uh, it would be nice to see a few more of those former Wallabies in there.
6: Best person for the job, seriously like what our group and our squad and, you know, our country and rugby needs is the best person for the environment. And that wasn't, I think, the current um, crop of, you know, and and squad of how that looked, Um, well, clearly. So, um, you know, that's going to be the challenge for whatever's going forward and whatever's going forward looks so up in the air at the moment. So that's going to be the key is really finding, okay, what's our identity as a team? What do we need to be successful and you know we can't just go okay we're just going to come out next year and be number one what's going to give us sustainable success over the course of you know four to four to what four years and longer
2: who do you think the next coach will be
6: oh yeah i mean there's there's candidates i'm seeing candidates the same as you are I, i actually don't know it's a really interesting one so um
0: okay when he said candidates, I thought he said Gandis, And I was yeah, like, well, yeah, fine. she'd be good.
2: Yeah.
0: Be good. <laughs> uh, Michael Hooper, you've done a wonderful yeah, job commentating great. this uh, Rugby World Cup. You can catch it tomorrow on Stan Sport. We're about to uh, do a segment called Sports Erotica. So we might let you go before we sully your name. <laughs>
6: yeah, yeah, yeah. Let, me, let me off the hook. That's Thank for you. the best. Good on you. Michael, you Michael Hooper
0: on the Deadset Legends on Triple A. Uh, new segment alert. A bit of Sports Erotica. Right, been watching a lot what of. What sp- does that mean? I've been watching a lot uh, of. Spo- well, we've been spoiled for sport this uh, this year as well, and I've just noticed. And you have both commentated before, of course, horse racing, yeah, surf lifesaving as well. But uh, some of the commentators just get a little bit too into it. You they know do what I mean? It. Yeah. Oh. Like sensually. Uh oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think we just need to tone it down a little bit in the commentary box. Right. So I y- mean, you got some examples here. I do. So and if you spot me. Along the journey, please get in oh, touch okay. with us on socials. Let us know for Sports Erotica. Here are a couple of examples I found during the week. I crept into motorsports. So this is uh, someone overtaking and one of the commentary members got very excited about the, the turn.
6: You can see from the moment he's turned in, as we spoke about, oh. just not enough rear tyre temp there. Bit of corrective. The most important oh. thing with a front wheel drive.
0: <laughs> really? Yeah. Loved, loved the overtake. Right, didn't mind it. The self-flagellation that's going it. on there. So that's in the motorsport. I also found something in the. Uh, in oh, the
1: my face is red.
0: In the in the ten pin bowling, on. in the ten pin bowling. So you're watching ten pin bowling. I'm watching ten pin bowling, and uh, so to give you an idea, <laughs> it looked like it was going to be a strike, and then it wasn't a strike, and then one of the pins started to wiggle. Right, and then she fell over. Okay, and then this happened. Just feeding it out to that four or five board down lane,
3: and look at this pin action.
0: Oh, <laughs> what! So you can sort of you can sort of tell when the pin fell over. See, I'm
2: a, <laughs> I'm a big fan of uh, the the um, the Latin goal. In the, in, the, oh, the goal. in the soccer. That's what yeah. I, was, I
1: was expecting. That sort yes, of
2: like. Yes, yes. When they get so high pitched that you think someone is actually testing their prostate while they're doing it. <laughs> That's it. Well, we can do a bit of that next week. Really? Wow, absolutely. I, like it. It. I enjoy that. Yes. Did, we,
0: did, we, did, we, did we like sports erotica? Well, I don't know how you're going to keep this going. How, how much of this, oh, this is, is there plenty out there. Is there? Is there? Yeah. I think that was the only 10-pin bowling one. I think that guy was too <laughs> yeah, excited about 10-pin yeah. bowling. No oh. more 10-pin <laughs> <ten> bowling. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sports erotica. You know
2: <laughs> the problem is you are watching it.
0: That's the problem. <laughs> That's an issue as well. Yeah. Well, when they're commentating that well, why wouldn't you? Uh, one more as we uh, move into a sports okay. update next. Heating it out to
3: that 4 or 5 board down lane. And look at this pin action.
0: Oh. I wish I was that excited about anything. <laughs> It happened overnight. You'll hear it in the Triple M Deadset Legends Sports Update. Plenty of movement in the NRL world. I assume there'll be even more with November 1 fast approaching Mm. and a few players off contract. But uh, this is what we know so far on some deals past year that have been done in the last week or so. Tell me what you reckon. Bulldogs have signed back rower Josh Curran from the Warriors to a multi year deal. Did he start off at the Roosters? Josh Curran? I reckon he did. Okay, I only remember him as a Warriors player. Yeah, no, and he
2: went to Warriors. Yeah, and they they've sort of gave him permission to,
0: you know, <laughs> seek permission her. to leave. Yes, yeah, been, yeah, Yes, nicely put. Which means please go. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Need to free up some space. So he's joining uh, Stephen Crichton, Blake Tuff. They've uh, got a
1: good team. The Bulldogs.
0: Bronson Cherry, Jamin Salmon. They've all been new recruits in the last few months or so. They, oh, I reckon they've got no excuses next year. The Bulldogs.
1: They don't, and it's a second year for um, Cameron Serraldo, yeah. So. I think they're going to do. They're going to have to do a lot better Must to justify lift. the team that they've got. Um, Must lift. Yeah.
0: Well, fair enough. Um, what about this one? This is a monster deal. Manly have tabled an eight-year, seven million dollar deal um, to back rower Hamali Olukowatu.
2: Yeah, because he's fantastic.
0: Yeah, man. He's he's just he's a match winner.
2: Well, wouldn't you pay him a lot of money?
1: Why would he sign for that amount of time though?
2: It's a long
0: deal.
1: It's a very long deal, and maybe. He's only going to get better and better. And in three or four years' time, he might be worth more than that. Well, you know, there, there is an attraction
2: to not having to worry about it. For how long?
0: Uh, eight years. Mm. Takes him to 33 years old. It'll be the end of the 2031 season. Yeah. He's probably not worth as much at that age, you know? No. So, yeah, 8.50 a season as well. That takes up a, a – I don't know if it's fr- – is it front-ended? might be front-ended. I, I don't know. But if I was a rugby league player and someone offered me 8.50 a year for the next eight years, I'd take it. I wouldn't be going. Oh, you would, but yeah. would you offer it as a businessman?
2: No. No, nah, probably not. Yeah. I probably
0: with
1: wouldn't. injuries, no, good point. With, with form, it's just so up and down.
0: Mm. Yep. Uh, Woodsy, our man Aaron Woods, he's been offered, uh, well, it's a unique contract uh, also at Manly. So he's going to begin the year in New South Wales Cup. Um, and he's going to be uh, take on the role of mentoring uh, Sea Eagles young forwards, and then, and then he's going to jump into the top thirty um, around state of origin, or if there's any injuries as well. Uh, okay,
2: so. I think that's good. Well, I think it's great for Woodsy. He'll mentor those young players into the art of sledging.
0: One of the great <laughs> He sledges. is one of the great sledges. He is. He'll show them how it's done. But he's a great team man. I only and know. Him, I love him. I only know him from working in the media, but he is a what do you need sort of guy.
1: Yes, yeah. he is. And even when he's around here, he's. He, He's a team, unbelievable he's a team t- member here.
2: That's it. Yeah.
0: So that's unreal. he has been a lot of
2: teams. Good on him. But he is a team. We love
0: that. <laughs> <laughs> um, and the Warriors, they've extended Dali M Coach of the Year, Andrew Webster's contract until the end of 2028. Oh. Another long well, deal. Well, no surprise. You? No, Dali M Coach of the Year. You're yeah. thinking, um, hold on to him. Yeah.
2: That, you, if you get a coach that's pretty good and he's working with your, your mob, well, then why wouldn't you just try? You know, it's so important.
0: Spend some money. It's a big show, wasn't it? Mel Meninga was on. He seemed yeah. up. It
1: was a fabulous show. Nice
0: guy, Mel. Lo- I was going to yeah. say he was up and about, but you hate that. He, yeah. was, he was effervescent. What does that mean? He was effervescent. What does that mean, up and about? He so, was really yeah.
1: relaxed considering really relaxed. a big game tonight.
0: Uh, Michael Hooper previewed the Rugby World Cup as well. His thoughts on that. Eddie Jones yes. Yes, uh, leaving the Wallabies. Yes. A couple um, of parting shots on the way out, too. Yeah. Well, it hasn't happened yet, but well, next week it's sort of, you know. <laughs> he's open to a deal. <laughs> it's been happening for a month. Um, How much will you pay to get rid of me? That's all on the podcast. You can find that on the Listener app after the show. The show hasn't ended yet. No. Because no. we've got to do this.
3: i got a lot of problems with you people. I sure do. No, you're going to hear about
2: it. <laughs> Richard's List of Grievances. Occasionally I get out on the road on the weekend. That's it. Eh? Driving. Driving. Yeah. yeah. And I get roared past with these motorbikes, right? Mm. These rather large, usually black motorbikes with one cylinder that make an incredible amount of noise. You're not going bikies, are you? No, I really not, want to distance myself from this grievance. <laughs> no, <laughs> okay, I, good. I'm talking about wannabe bikies. <laughs> okay, you good. know, if okay. you're a dentist. Or an accountant, and yep. you, you you want to get up on Saturday morning and play dress ups and pretend you're a tough guy with oh your, the
1: midlife crisis, oh, you kind know of the guys. ones yep.
2: you've seen them all parked at the garage there, all wandering round, you know, like a spurs on and I spurs. mean, that's, that's, <laughs> they look like something out of the village people. Yes. I mean, really, uh, there's no problem with that, right? mm. but why do the bikes have to make so much noise? Because these people ride them through the inner streets of city, yeah. uh, the city of Sydney, and it's
0: Deafening chuck a muffler on. Hey,
2: they should be stopped. You, you said can't it. just, you can't just what's
0: destroy the, everyone's why,
1: environment. What's the problem? Like that,
0: they're too noisy. They are noisy.
1: Not, yeah, I know, but they're not hurting you. The noise lasts for five, ten seconds, if that.
0: Not even that. It's Those souped-up big... Subarus and Honda Civics as well. So yeah, loud. you get
1: them in there too. No, what it. is it? When you go to register
2: your car, they should put a, you know, count the decibels.
1: If you're above a certain limit, no mate, mm. you can't drive that. Put some earphones on, some noise cancellers. Oh, I've got to walk around with
0: noise-cancelling earphones on.
1: Yeah, what? And they've got to do earmuffs. something for their mufflers? Earmuffs. muffs. You
0: really are. I just a... love the you idea really... of Richard walking around the streets with his pink, fluffy earmuffs.
1: You really are a grumpy old man. I
0: don't know. I agree with him. He's really rubbing off on me this year. It's, <laughs> it's a real problem. I'm destroying you. But you really are. Oh, I don't mind it. I'm sick of it. You
3: crazy. are, is my juice is you are going. impervious. Get your juices yep. going. Yeah.
0: Good lord, we might leave on that. Point. <laughs> there's a new segment yeah. on the
3: show.
0: Yeah. How do you feel? <laughs> <laughs> we'll catch you next week. That's it, legends.